creating and rekindling memories. NHR. That is Johnny Nash, and there are more questions than answers. Now then, in the play, uh, Music for Amelia, there are questions that need to be answered. Um, and uh, we're going to find out all about that very, very shortly. Um, it's a double bill, uh, Music for Amelia and Cl- um, Close to Croydon. It's been put on by the West Bridgeford Dramatic Society and it's been performed at the Studio Stamford Road in West Bridgeford, 13th to the 16th of July. And somebody who knows all about these two plays um, is uh, Mr Robert Dixon. Good morning, Robert. How are you doing? I'm very well. How are you? I'm not too bad at all, sir. Uh, are we joining you on a run this morning? Uh, no, uh, we are in the middle of technical rehearsal at the oh, studio theatre. Oh, I, oh, I see. Right. OK, so uh, now I must admit, when, when I first... And I've only seen one production by the West Bridge for Dramatic Society. Why I've missed out all this time, I've no idea. Uh, but the first time I went down there, it reminded... It, I was looking for the theatre. It's like a scout hut, isn't it? But it's also like the TARDIS, because once you get inside, it's massive. Uh, there's a great big theatre inside, uh, and and I I love it to bits. Anyway, Robert, how let, let's first get a little bit of a background about yourself. How did you first get the bug for amateur dram- uh, dramatics? Well, I did uh, amateur dramatics at school when I was a kid, and I joined uh, Westford for Dramatic Society. Um, about I, I'm getting a lot of background noise. Is that just me or is it you? Uh, no, you, you're sounding quite clear to us on this end. Oh, good. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, I, I joined Westbridge Dramatic Society uh, over 20 years ago. OK. Uh, and what, what made you want to go into to drama then? Was, was it sort of, you know, seeing something on TV? What actually prompted you to, to sort of do this drama? Uh, I, I guess I like sort of performing. And, I, and when you're at school, you're always encouraged to take part in plays and activity. And I just kept it up all that time. I find it really sociable. So I make lots of friends. I do lots of different things, and it's very different to work. So it's a it's a good break in that sense in terms of being able to do something that's quite different. Okay, but now then, tell us a little bit about the history of Westbridge for Dramatic Society because it, it's been going a long time, hasn't it? Yeah. So Westbridge for Dramatic Society started in 1948, um, and we've had a couple of different venues in Westbridge for that time. But we've been here in the studio theatre for over 30 years. It's a, a 60-seat theatre. And as you say, it, from the outside, it looks like a scout hut. But inside, we've got proper seating and props and costumes and uh, a green room for the audience and a coffee area for the guests when they arrive. So uh, it's a theatre that we own ourselves. Uh, and we're very lucky that we've got that excellent facility. Now then, the upcoming presentation, as I mentioned, um, is two act one, one uh, sorry, two one act plays. Um, so tell us about the first about Close to Croydon. What's it about? So Close to Croydon uh, is about a train accident, and it follows two people in the train accident uh, who are strangers at the beginning, and over the course of the play, they uh, they interact with each other and. They deal with the consequences of the train accident. Um, And obviously there's a a bit of a relationship in that sort of half hour that builds up over that time. Um, So it's two strangers meeting on a train during an accident. Okay, and the second of the double bill is called Music for Amelia now. Uh, This is the one where you play Hector. Um, So tell us about this particular play and who Hector um, actually is. So... 
the premise of the story is a bit like Desert Island Discs. Uh, I am uh, preparing for an interview as Hector, and I'm the interviewer, um, with Sir Max, who is an MP. And uh, it tells a little bit of the life story of Sir Max. And, of course, it has sort of, I don't know, relations to current issues that go on society in terms of behaviour of MPs, but also the role of the media in terms of interviewing people. So it, it, it's, a, it's a sort of Desert Island Disc-type format. I'm interviewing uh, Sir Max, uh, and it tells his story, and the, uh, the story that, that relates to his family and other activities that have taken place uh, with him as an MP. And I can't give too much away. No, no, I, I understand. This is what actually um, attracted me to this. Obviously, we're doing a bit of radio, you see. Uh, and Amelia uh, in it, she is actually the, the person who was supposed to be interviewing uh, Sir Max, wasn't, wasn't she? That, that's where the, the title of the play comes from. That's right, yes. So music for Amelia. Um, Amelia is the sort of um, the, the, the presenter of the television, of the radio show when it, when it goes live. And I'm like a background researcher, just sort of doing the checking up in terms of what music Sir Max likes and his backstory and so on. So I'm a, I'm a sort of background researcher, and Amelia is actually the host. So the, the, the show is called Music for Amelia that she hosts. And as I say, it's a sort of version of Desert Island Discs. Two very, very interesting plays and two which sound uh, like they, they, they could have dark o- uh, undertones uh, on there as well. So looking forward uh, to, to both of them. Now, you also direct music for Amelia. Um, do you have a preference between directing and acting? So I'm, I'm not the director. Oh, um, right. But I'm, uh, I, no, no, it's fine. I, I have directed before. Um, I, I think I prefer being on stage and doing acting, um, but I... But with a small group like this, it's really important to do lots of different things. So I will get involved in publicity. I'll do backstage work. Uh, I was down here yesterday uh, digging up the weeds. So it just depends what needs to be done. And I think that, that that's the joy of, of sort of local community theatre, because once you get involved, you get involved with absolutely everything. Uh, and I, I know that with, with some productions that I've seen uh, in other places, you know, what one time you can see a person on stage, next they'll be serving behind the bar, you know, or, or front of house or something like that. And that, it, that is what is brilliant, I think, about local theatre. Um, you get to learn so much um, j- just by joining uh, a, a society. Absolutely. I mean, when when you sort of get the programme for a play, I mean, if you take the two plays that we're putting on now, there's four actors, but there's probably about 14 people in the programme doing costume and props and front of house and set design and painting and things like that. And so there's a lot of lot of people involved to put a production on. It's like the iceberg effect, isn't it? You see the little bit uh, above the water, but down below, there's a lot of people, a a lot of um, sort of iceberg, if you like. Uh, underneath that so. yeah and 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 there are lots of people that that don't want to be on stage but they are very happy to be involved in say lighting design or costume and so on and, and that's great so there's lots of opportunities for people to do different things as you say in, in amateur theatre and community theatre and i mean wh- where would you be without people like set designers and painters and you know all, all yeah. those sort of things so uh, it all goes to make the brilliant production that that you know we see as the final product now i know many actors who also direct but uh, d- do you think directing also makes you a better actor and vice versa um i think so i mean i think 
one of the things that when we've discussed as a group, you know, what are the best things, what, what's the best advice that you can give to a director? Um, and one of them is to read the play early on and read it many, many times. So I think that sort of real thorough and deep understanding of a play is something that a director, in a sense, needs to do. Um, but yes, definitely, you know, having having done both directing and acting, you get you see it from both sides in terms of how that works. And I think there's an again there's an understanding that comes from a director's point of view in terms of the breadth of the things that are getting involved. So sometimes as an actor, you might rehearse three times a week, but as a director, you're coming to rehearsals three times a week, set building once a week, production manager once a week. So you might be involved in the play like five or six days a week. And then when you're not doing any of those things, you're looking for props or you're uh, you're trying to encourage somebody else to take out a role or something like that. So the director becomes a more encompassing sort of almost full-time job for six months, whereas in a sense the acting can be a discrete period of time where you learn your lines and don't bump into the furniture. <laughs> you see, I, I've always, and whenever we've had directors on the programme, I've always thought that, in a sense, they've got the hardest job um, because they're right there, right from the sort of, you know, when you choose whatever uh, play you're going to do, you've got to sort of know all the characters in and out. You've got to know what you want on stage. You've got to know who you want on stage. Uh, and, and it goes all the way through right until, uh, what, opening night, really. And uh, and then, I suppose, only then you can hand it over. Um, and, and it's a massive job, isn't it, being a director? Yeah, I think the director is a much more encompassing job and it takes more time so you're more involved in it longer term. You're more involved in it more intensely. But actually, you describe that role in terms of you hand it over. Once, as the director, you hand it over, sitting at the back row, watching them perform and act on stage, and there's nothing you can do. It's quite scary being the director, watching things. And, you know, you're proud of what they achieve. But every time there's, I don't know, a prop that's missed or a lighting cue that's missed and so on, you're sort of thinking, oh, no, they've missed something. So it's really, you, it can be really quite nerve-wracking on the performance nights because at that point, there's nothing you can do about it. So No, it's, it's, it's as you say, it's like handing somebody um, over to, to somebody else, I suppose, and that's, that's the best way to look at it. Now then, the role of Hector. Um, from I, I've not read the play. I've deliberately not read the play and I've deliberately not sort of looked at what the play is all about. Um, it, is it sort of, I can imagine it, it's a bit of a wordy, um, play but because it involves questions and questions for another person um, it, it, is that uh, am, am I getting the right image of that yeah so um, it, it, Hector is the sort of producer role or assistant role to Amelia uh, and is trying to find out um, for Max's life story so yes there's lots of questions about his life, the background the why he's chosen a particular piece of music Um but it, as the play evolves, um, it becomes more a little bit more interrogational in style. So there is a sort of transition that Hector has. Um, you know, he starts off being uh, very kind and considerate towards the MP, um, but he's got he's got an edge to him as well. It's going to be interesting uh, to watch that. So, uh, how do you, I mean? And I've asked this for for quite a few actors as well. How do you have you got a specific method of learning lines uh, and you know to make sure that they they get in there? What what method do you use? So I I 
repeat my lines to myself loads and loads of times. Um, one thing I've found recently that's been quite good is sort of walk walk around and learn them. So rather than do them at home or on the bus or something like that, but to literally go for a walk with the book and learn the lines that way. Um, another thing that we often do is very early on uh, to do a recording um, of all the lines and then have them on separate files so that I can either listen to the other person's lines or my lines, all them together, and then try and learn it that way by listening to an audio version of it. So. Good idea. And as I say, everybody's got different uh, ways of doing it. So Now then, Veronica's Room, which was the last uh, play that West Bridgeford uh, uh, Dramatic Society put on, was an absolute smash. I'd, again, another play that I'd not seen before, and I, I absolutely loved it. I cannot wait to see uh, these two, because, again, they're two plays I don't know anything about, and I think it's always nice to go into um, any production that you don't know anything about just a little bit blank, um, so that um, you know you, you get the full effect of it. Um, so, how can people get tickets to uh, to come and see Close to Croydon and Music for Amelia? So the easiest thing to do is to go to our website. So if you look, if you Google search for WBBS, uh, we are probably number one, two, and three on that search. So it's the easiest way is through the website, and then there's a tickets link on the website. Brilliant stuff. And I've always said uh, that, uh, you know, if people are going to book tickets, book it online. That way, you know, you've got a ticket when you turn up at the door and you can even pick the place that you, you know, you sit. If you've got a favourite place to sit, you can choose it as well. Um, so it's so much better. And you know that you can, you know, if it sells out, you know, you've got a ticket then if uh, if you've booked it online. Um, so, you know, brilliant way of doing it. Now, the tickets, I believe, are £8. Is that, that correct? That's right. £8. And again, uh, you know, given... Uh, you know, it's the topical issue of the day, the cost of living crisis. Yeah. We have free parking, we have free hot drinks, uh, and we have a free downloadable program. Uh, and eight pounds a ticket. Uh, we actually cut our prices after the pandemic to, to try and encourage people back into coming to the theatre. So our prices are lower now than they were five years ago. I'm going to say I, I've noticed other sort of local uh, societies, and their prices are twice what you're charging. Um, they are so th- this is going to be an extremely good value for money double bill yes. I mean you're getting two plays for the price of one here two, two uh, plays for the price of one um, free parking and free as you say our, our price is very good so Marvellous stuff. Uh, well, I, I, I can't wait to come and see it. 13th to the 16th of July. It's at the studio. It's on Stamford Road in West Bridgeford uh, by the West Bridgeford Dramatic Society. Uh, what's not to love uh, about it? Go along and have a great time. Robert, it's been great to speak to you this morning and find out a little bit more uh, about the plays. Uh, and uh, is, is it, because uh, you said that uh, you're doing, uh, is, is it a tech run rehearsal uh, at the moment? Yeah, so it's a technical rehearsal today, so making all the, making sure all the light and sound work. So. Marvellous stuff. Well, I shall let you get back in there uh, to uh, to get get it all sorted uh, for them and uh, get, get that rehearsal done. Um, as I say, it's been a pleasure to chat to you and I can't wait to come down and see the play. Have a great rest of your Sunday, Robert.